The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 52. How important is relationship building in sports sponsorship? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to interview a special guest who is a sports professional in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the sector of sports sponsorship. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Vicky Saunders. Vicky is an author, speaker, and the founder of The Sponsorship Consultants, where she specializes in the sponsorship process with companies and elite athletes by supporting their needs during the process, which creates authentic value for both parties. I can happily say I'm really interested in Vicky's line of work and it's great to have her as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode Vicky will share her sports career journey and explain why relationship building is so important in sports sponsorship. Vicky it's great to have you on the show please can you share your sports career journey to listeners when did it all start? Um, yeah hi Ed uh, so it was actually back in my early 20s which Sounds funny because I wasn't really into sport then. I was more into very loud punk music and I had a big mohawk. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's quite surprising if you look at me now. It's, uh, yeah, it is 15 years ago though, so people people do change. Um, but the, the reality is the tools and skills that I learned during that time, they've actually really helped me with a lot of the stuff that I do now. And I would never have thought that it would have been helpful in, in any way. But it means I'm comfortable standing on stage. I understand the concept of working really hard and that to achieve what you want in life, you've got to think outside the square. So I used to do that back then for fun. But I think now that's been probably one of the, the biggest things that's helped me, uh, you know, establish and, and grow my business. And look, the way we used to try to get gigs as a band with some of the bigger bands here in Australia uh, we needed to get creative about providing value to them because it wasn't just about, you know, they wouldn't just choose any old band. It had to be something that was, you know, it was going to help them get more people to the gig or help them uh, sell more records, whatever it might be. So all of that creative marketing thinking that I was doing um, in the band has actually transferred really well to, I guess, not just how I run the business, but what I teach athletes. So teaching people to offer value look for different ways of, you know, uh, connecting. And fast forward a few years from, you know, playing in the band, I, I did actually go into sport and I became, uh, you know, quite active in sport. And alongside of that, I was growing and developing my marketing career, working for other companies. And in that time, I wrote a lot of bids and tenders for very large commercial contracts. And so when you start to piece together all of those years and all of those different experiences, 
that's how I got into athlete sponsorship. It wasn't a straightforward path and I didn't do a university degree. I just put together my skill set in a way that I guess just seems to work. And I'd helped a, a previous partner of mine gain sponsorship. And the approach then is exactly how it is now, which is I didn't do it for him. I showed him how to do it. So I encouraged him to go and make connections and I basically facilitated the process. So funnily enough, it's all just come together beautifully. And uh, yeah, here we are today speaking about me being an expert. So <laughs> that sounds really interesting. I know you just mentioned you haven't got a sports science degree or any degree at all, but how has marketing helped you with regards to working in the sports industry? Yeah. So for me, the marketing came up in my career when I was about oh, 25. And it's interesting because it was never something I was seeking I worked in the construction industry and I worked in large bid teams. So we were bidding for work and we'd be writing these convincing documents that were filled with a little bit of marketing savvy and a lot of technical content. And for me back then, the challenge was always making it interesting and making it something that the clients or potential clients actually wanted to read. And we tell them not just the truth, but the story that we wanted them to know. So it's that concept of carrying a message and making sure that you know who you're addressing it to. So the marketing, I guess, just evolved from that. Uh, the people that I worked for saw something in me. And the next role that I had was predominantly marketing and not much bid writing. And I was quite honest. I said, I don't know anything about marketing. And they just said to me, typical Aussie fashion, you'll be right. And so I, I did my best to be right and I worked really hard. I did a lot of uh, self-education and attending events and conferences. And really, marketing isn't that complicated. It's just about understanding who your target market is, what they want, how you can be of service and value to them, and how to join all the dots together to make something valuable for everyone. So for the, uh, the client, the target market, you know, whatever, whoever's involved, all the stakeholders need value. Absolutely. Just from a sports industry perspective, how have you seen sponsorship develop during your career? Uh, yeah, I'm seeing it now and I'm loving it. I'm loving that we're in the middle of a bit of a revolution where the transactional sponsorship of yesterday, where logos meant something and only the best athletes got sponsorship, are starting to be replaced by something a lot more meaningful. And we're starting to see and hear people talking about shared values and having a congruent message, telling stories and being on brand and mutual value and value beyond money. And I love it. And we don't want to get too caught up in wishy-washy, unmeasurable outcomes, but we can't ignore them anymore. It's a really exciting space because it means now we're not just talking about the top 1% of athletes. We're talking about all kinds of athletes. And, you know, any kind of athlete can be sponsored and be of value to a company as long as they've got some relevance to the target market and relevance to the brand that they are effectively a conduit for they're a conduit for their information and messages and that goes in both directions you know they're the connector between a brand and the people and I love it it's a really exciting space to work in and it comes back to you know my values as a person I, I love seeing people connect with opportunities around them because they've they've identified their own value it's yeah, it's beautiful what you're talking about really relates to today's main topic how important is relationship building during that sponsorship process? Oh, it's everything. 
I think the most or the best bit of advice I could give would be that you should consider building relationships without having an agenda and know that any point those relationships that you build may become of value to you or you may be able to contribute value to them. So networking with just the intention of creating meaningful connections. That's the basis the basis of sponsorship. And you can say that that's strategic and that's okay. It's okay to be strategic. You know, we're talking about business here, but it can still be from the heart and you can genuinely find out about people, connect with them, get to know them and let them get to know you and not necessarily have a plan or an outcome, you know, how you're going to sell to them or what you're going to get from them. It's about creating these connections and just being open to what happens in the future. Some of the best relationships that I have are with people who support me and they may never actually be a client. There may never be any transaction of money, but it's immeasurably valuable to have those people around you. And I think when it comes to sponsorship, having a a broad network, being actively involved in that network is so important, whether you're a brand, whether you're an individual athlete, whether you're someone who works works in a sports organization, seeing yourself at the center of a network and being connected and being a connector, I think really opens up the world to you when it comes to sponsorship opportunities now and in the future. So it's not always about the transaction, it's about the relationship. I couldn't agree more with regards to the network element. What inspired you then to set up your own company? (laughs) It's so weird. So I sometimes I joke about it being like a moment, you know, one of those moments in life that just kind of happens. I was supposed to be climbing a hill. Actually, in Australia, it's called a mountain, Mount Dandenong, but it is only 300 metres high. (laughs) We we don't have that many mountains here, so hills get uh, instated as uh, mountains. But, yeah, so it's quite steep and I was procrastinating because it was going to be, you know, good – 30 minutes of pain. And I just had this random thought out of nowhere. I had been doing quite a lot of uh, sponsorship activity with my partner at the time and, and, you know, helping him engage sponsorship. And so a lot of people were asking me about sponsorship and taking me for coffee, which I love. You know, I'm from Melbourne, Australia, and we are just coffee fiends. So that was a great uh, exchange of value for me. But on this morning, as I was about to climb this hill, I thought, I wonder if people would you know, if there's lots more people that need this help and whether it's something I could do in a business sense. And I just had this idea about writing a book. You know, I know that if you create content once and share it with many, it's a really sustainable and effective way of of sharing knowledge. And I had never written a book before. And at that point, I wasn't a sponsorship expert. And I just went for it. That's kind of how I do life. Just go for it. And if it's wrong, you can do something else. And if it's not, well, amazing things can happen. So, I, within three, no, within two months, I had my first hundred copies of the book printed. I was standing at the front of a room of about uh, 30 athletes in a, in a library seminar room in Melbourne, telling them how to get sponsorship and offering if they'd like to buy my book that it was $15. And, you know, there I was starting my business. And, you know, I think it's very much like this podcast that you're doing go for it and don't hold back. Don't wait for someone to tell you that it's okay or that you've got the right qualifications to do it. You know, when people like you and and I have ideas and act on them, quite often there isn't a benchmark, but, you know, we've got this, this thing that's drawing us to do something, to take some action, and we don't know if it's wrong or right yet. We may never know, but we keep moving forwards. And a lot of people don't, and I think that's, you know, 
that's what the world needs. It needs more people just, you know, doing something positive. I call it that you're working in the unknown. I don't know where this is going to lead, but it's all about having that take action attitude. Would you mind explaining in a little more detail to the listeners what your two books are about, especially if they want to work in sports sponsorship as well? It could be a great aid for them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting. That first book that I wrote was called Sponsorship for Athletes. And it was quite literally the process that uh, myself and my partner had gone through to engage, manage and retain sponsorship over a three-year period. And once again, an inspired thing was that I'd actually documented everything, which is so out of character for me. It's terrifying that that happened. I looked and I was like, oh my God, who did all this? And it was me. Uh, So that first book is, it's really simple. It's really easy for athletes to read. It's also good for sports organizations to read. Uh, You know, it helps them to think creatively about their sponsorship journey and then also to understand the mechanics of it from start to finish. Then I started working with brands, so working on the other side of the sponsorship table, and they were experiencing a lot of the same problems. They didn't know the right way to attract athletes, the right way to manage them, what should be included in the contracts and so forth. So I wrote the book from the other side, which is the ultimate guide to sponsoring athletes. And it's for small businesses or large businesses, ones who've already sponsored athletes or have never sponsored them before but think it's a good marketing activity, which it is. And in in both instances, this is about creating relationships that are commercially viable, sustainable, measurable, and valuable. And so it's really just teaching people how to create those relationships for themselves. That is brilliant. Just relating to valuable content, as you mentioned earlier, what inspired you to set up your own podcast show? Ah, so my own podcast. Yeah, look, it was one of those moments where I once again just thought, how can I get this message out to more people? Uh, I really believe in being of service. And while in the first year or two of my business, I desperately needed to earn money. And I look, I still need to earn money to, you know, pay the people that work with me and grow the business. But we're, you know, we're in a sustainable period with, uh, you know, everything that we need to keep growing as a business. And I was, I guess, lucky enough to be able to see an opportunity there to create some content that was not directly profitable, but incredibly valuable for everyone involved. The conversations that are being uh, generated as a result of having a podcast are ones I could never have had. You know, I've interviewed the producer of my favorite documentary, uh, which is who's Jeff Rosenblum, who did the Naked Brand film. Uh, I got to meet people like you, you know, all these fantastic conversations just by having a podcast. It's a wonderful way of creating content, having incredible conversations. And it's, of course, it's good marketing material. You know, there's strategy in there as well. Um, And yeah, it, it just gives me wonderful opportunities to explore concepts and learn from other people that are in, in this space. That's one area I love about doing podcasts. You're learning off new people, but most of all, you're sharing valuable content as well. Just touching back to your career now, what have you been up to recently? Uh, It's really interesting that you should say that. So last year, which was 2016, a challenge was put to me by a colleague of mine, Jane Anderson, who is all about uh, people growing their personal brand and their network on online. And she said, why don't you do more speaking? And I said, oh, I'm kind of busy and, you know, had lots of excuses. And I said, okay, fine. So how many people should I speak to this quarter? And she's like, I don't know, 10,000. I'm like, right, challenge taken. And 
I ended up speaking to four point something million people because I used lots of media coverage and podcasts and all sorts of stuff. And I just went completely nuts with it. I traveled the world speaking at conferences. I got to work with the USA Olympic Committee. I basically just put myself out there. If you wanted Vicki Saunders to speak, I was there. And, you know, come the end of the year, a lot more people knew about the sponsorship consultants. We'd been able to share this, you know, vision of changing the landscape of athlete sponsorship around the world. And I was so exhausted. Like, I was done. I I just wanted to go on a yoga retreat for, like, a year. I was exhausted. So... Christmas for me was actually spent looking at ways of creating sustainability within the business. So this year, I haven't actually left my uh, my house a lot. <laughs> well, I've left it, but not not so much for work. Um, we've we've moved online a lot, and it actually is a beautiful thing because we've just started working with the English Institute of Sport, and what they wanted. Uh, was an online program. It means that the athletes can access it from anywhere. Uh, the cost is, you know, lower. The flexibility is increased, and it was just it was interesting because I thought I needed to be everywhere, and it's the exact opposite. The more that I can create accessibility around the world that doesn't require me being there, then we get to have a bigger impact. So it's actually a really exciting year. This is our fourth year uh, as a company, and we've evolved and changed every year. And this now feels like it's all kind of come to the, you know, to the right place that it needs to be. So yeah, very exciting. Saying that I'm off to Singapore next week, but (laughs) we are nearly halfway through the year, so it's not too bad. Sounds like you've got a lot on, which is great to hear. Just on a personal note, Vicky, what have you enjoyed the most from your career so far? Oh, yeah. um, I would say the way that business and personal life have developed together you know uh last year as I said was an incredible year we we had some tragedies in my family some pretty significant um things that happened that you know could have maybe caused me to not continue with my business or to you know really be in a dark place and I chose to do the opposite I chose to respect uh those occurrences by having an amazing year so in honor of the people that we'd lost I was going to have this incredible year and, you know, I went out and I got to work with the Olympic and Paralympic teams of America and the same in Canada and Singapore and contribute to their journeys a little bit. And the way that that impacted me personally was it was incredibly uplifting. Being in a room um, at the Washington DC venue of the USA Olympic and Paralympic teams camp where I walked into the seminar room that I was delivering my talk in uh, 15 minutes before it was due to start and it was empty. And I went, oh, well, at least I'm here. Isn't that nice? And I left to go and meditate in the toilets as I usually do. (laughs) And I came back in 15 minutes later and honestly, it was so full of people. Thankfully, there were wheelchair athletes that had brought their own chairs because there literally were not enough seats in the venue. Looking, uh, you know, from standing at the front of that room and looking out, the front row was made up of wheelchair athletes and vision impaired athletes with their guide dogs. I mean, who gets guide dogs at their presentations? Like it was, it was incredible and it was so humbling. And I just thought, wow, this is, this is where I need to be. Like if all these amazing athletes have come here because they need a bit of help with their athlete sponsorship journey, what an honor and what a privilege to be that person that gets to give them something, hopefully something that helps them. You know, it comes back to sustainability as well. So 
looking at all of my business objectives, all of my life objectives, and then just being a lost summer in the middle of that and always having to remember to kind of look after myself. It's actually, it's made me really uh, a lot kinder to myself than I ever used to be. You know, I celebrate my achievements. I celebrate our achievements as a business. I've got this little bell that I ring and it's, it's a little bit sad, but it's um, it's a moment of, of celebration. And I also look after myself more than I ever have before. You know, I am eating such beautiful, clean, healthy food and doing yoga and doing Muay Thai as a, as a sport that invigorates and excites me. And just being okay with everything, knowing that, you know, I'm only in my fourth year of business. You know, this year we've, we've brought six consultants into the business as well and we're all learning and growing together and just being incredibly grateful that uh, that I'm doing this. Because, I, I, you know, it's, it's an amazing world out there and we can sometimes get really caught up in the – um, I was going to say bump and grind. It's not the bump and grind. It's the daily grind. <laughs> Two very different things. But we do get caught up in the daily grind. And I think, once again, people like you and me, you know, if we take that step to the left or, we, you know, just completely away from what's expected of us, then I think life can be incredibly fulfilling. Um, and it's just about, yeah, keeping keeping that perspective. Like, we are lucky. I am grateful um, working my butt off for it, but you know, it's just incredible that things are, I guess, working out the way that they that they are. Well, that was what I was going to say. I think being grateful. Um, um, to be honest, what you've just spoken there, you've highlighted so many key elements about a lifestyle as well, and having the balance of work, having the balance with relationships, not just business, but also family. They're so important, and I really, I'm so glad you said this on the show. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to work in the sports industry, especially in the sponsorship sector? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a very simple piece of advice. And maybe it's not commercially smart, but if you really want to enjoy your, your journey in sport and find it truly fulfilling, I would encourage you to consider not focusing on the 1%. The 1% are those professional athletes who've made it and are rolling in cash. And it's very tempting to go to that space because that's where you'll get the cash too. You know, if there's lots of money floating around, then you'll get your piece of the pie. The challenge and the opportunity for you could be finding your place or creating your place with the other 99% of athletes. That's where I work and it is, I've got to tell you, it's the most incredible, spine-tingling, goosebumpy kind of space you can ever work in because that's where it's real. There's um, there's amazing things happening in that space. So that would be my advice. Give the 1% a miss and go for the 99%. Vicky, that's a great piece of advice. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you? Okay, I am on social and I try to be online as much as possible. So you can find me on Twitter at get sponsorship i'm on linkedin so you can look up vicky joanne saunders there and our website which is the sponsorshipconsultants.com that is great to the listeners listening in to be able to connect with vicky all the links will be on my website relating to this blog post vicky it's been great chatting with you today thank you very much thank you so much ed it was great i really appreciate it what an incredible interview by Vicky, and I really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. For me, the biggest learning lesson I took from this interview was one, 
Vicky's personality of being very open and her reflecting on herself with regards to her career. I think she mentioned a really important point. As I mentioned during this show, well, with all the shows, I like to help you out with understanding the career process from what you want to achieve. If it's sponsorship, if you want to be a sports writer, if it's if you want to be a PE teacher. But a big element that we don't discuss that often, and it's all about being open within yourself, is understanding that balance within your life with regards to your family, with regards to your business objectives, with regards to you as a person, physically, mentally, and you know, even eating clean foods just to make your day a better day for yourself and rewarding yourself is very important. And to me, that is the most important thing about a career journey. Everything else will just happen naturally. Time will just take its place with regards to your ambitions and what you want to achieve. But from a sponsorship point of view, again, for me, Vicky really knows what she's talking about and has a real passion for it. And that is seriously key if you want to work in this line of work. So for me, I highly recommend you checking out her podcast show, which is called The Athlete Sponsorship, but particularly episode 13, which is how to create a sponsorship strategy. Literally, Vicky has just given you the access of a workshop which you listen to and she'll go through the step-by-step process. By understanding that process, you will understand how you can work in sports sponsorship. So as I mentioned, there will be a link to that direct episode and you can have a listen and please subscribe and take action and good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Vicky said... If you really want to enjoy your career journey in sport and find it truly fulfilling, I would encourage you to consider not focusing on the 1%, the 1% of professional athletes who are rolling in cash. It's very tempting because that's where you'll get the cash too. The challenge and the opportunity for you is to create your place with the other 99% of athletes.